This episode is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. It's a powerful mobile app and web tool that lets you record a podcast anywhere and distribute it everywhere. It's great whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out. And it's 100% free. Anchor provides creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. You can record your show straight onto Anchor on your phone, iPad, or the web and use any mic you want. Record alone, with friends, or co-host anywhere in the world. Plus, your listeners can send you voice messages that you can then incorporate right into your episode. If you want to produce your show using another app, you can upload your own audio directly from web or mobile and still take advantage of Anchor's totally free podcast hosting. Here at Anchor, they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. So your listeners can choose where they want to hear your show. Really don't need a recording studio, expensive equipment, or a bunch of technical knowledge to deal with the podcast feed. Just get started and join the diverse community of podcasters already on Anchor. Download the Anchor app available on the App Store and Google Play, or go to anchor.fm on your desktop to get started. Welcome again to Dad Time. I'm Calvin. And I'm Yashar. And it's New Year's. It's Lunar New Year. It is Lunar New Year's because <laughs> real New Year's already passed already. So Lunar New Year actually falls uh, on the 25th of January. Which is really cool because it actually like moves too. Yeah. I didn't know that because uh, there's like 10 months in the lunar cycle. So like some some years like it's it's January, some years it's February. You never know. It's new every year. So for anyone who's Vietnamese, as uh, Calvin and I are Vietnamese, Chúc mừng năm mới, vạn sự nhị. And to all of our listeners who are uh, Chinese, woman chú ni men, xin ninh khoai And if you're Cantonese, then xin ninh phai lo. You're really good when it comes to the Chinese. I language. only really know these phrases for everyday use. After that, it is... It's just English. <laughs> uh, I do not know how to say after that. So we'll be <laughs> so we'll be discussing things like our horoscopes, the rat horoscope, because this year is uh, like the first uh, horoscopes, which is the year of the rat. Is the year of Master Splinter? <laughs> yes, the year of Master Splinter. So the year of the rat. Uh, we'll be talking about our own uh, horoscopes. So I'm actually the year of the ox, and I am a dragon. And what I did not know until uh, recent was that the year of the ox is actually the second uh, in the whole lunar uh, yeah, year. Yeah, so it's like next, next year's your yeah, year. Yeah, next year's my year. And like yours is probably like the fifth. You're, you're the fifth, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm the fifth year. Yeah, so you're the fifth year. like in four more years, it'll be my year. Exactly. So what is that? That's 2025? Five. Yes, which, 2020 plus five. Yeah, yeah. So that's a... Man, like I need to get my shit together before 2025 2025 is a bad year for me really yeah okay so there's a misconception here because when it's your animal's year it's not like oh hey i'm gonna have a great year because it's my year like this year is gonna be your year man no it's, it's not like that um, it's not like a birthday <laughs> it's not like a birthday 
Um, that it's it's literally a line of it's a sacrificial line. So if it's a year of the rat, that means all people who are born in the year of the rat, their luck is like split up and divided amongst all the other animals. Oh. So like when it's your year, you're like shit. It's my year. I'm. F- you do not want it to be your year. I was actually doing like research with like the whole like year of the rat and everything, uh-huh. and apparently there's a uh, there's like one myth with when it comes to, like the years, like when it comes to like these Asian zodiacs. Mm-hmm. Um, like apparently the Jade Emperor said that the order of all the uh, zodi- like animal zodiacs would be decided by the order in which they arrived to his party. Which kind of made no sense because dragons fly. How did they get fifth place? So like that exactly. So it's like it's it's so weird to hear like oxes and like every other animal coming up after the rat. So apparently the rat tricked the ox into giving him a ride. Uh huh. Then just as they arrived at the finish line, the rat jumped down and landed ahead of the ox, becoming first. Okay, that still doesn't make sense because dragons fly. I like um like you know there's like different myths when it comes to like all these um Asian animal zodiacs like uh-huh. zodiac animals uh with a dragon like dragons are like humble and oh, we're appara- not humble I'm not humble <laughs> sit down be humble you, you, you're different but um <laughs> according to like another myth like there's so many myths right so according mm-hmm. to like another myth uh the dragon actually stopped to help at a village and therefore you know losing its place in that race okay that okay that makes sense it makes it makes us look better than, yeah so yeah. then that's why like you know like the the rat came first the ox came second and so on so and forth. the dragon saved the village because that's what we do <laughs> i mean don't tell the dragons that were under daenerys targaryen's care because they just like raised hundreds of villages and stuff so but yeah no it's um the cool thing about New Year's is you get like this super dose of being really Asian. Yeah. And, and like everyone is super, um, you know, down to, to be, to, to participate in these like activities and eat these foods. And sometimes in our daily lives, we, you know, we don't really get that sort of like extra Asianness. And it, it's kind of cool because when it does right. happen, you know, it resonates with you a little bit, and it kind of reminds you where you came from, where your your you know your parents came from, and uh, it really just kind of brings us all closer together. It reminds us, you know, like you know where we all came from. We all came from the same spot. Yeah, it, like it brings all the races like together, like uh, Chinese people, Korean people, like Vietnamese people. Like we all come together and we celebrate. That's like you know, it's it, it's it's amazing. Like. I've already seen celebrations done in Toronto, and it just brings the people together. Like, and it's so cool to see other people interested in these kinds of traditions too. And yeah, I mean, uh, it's really cool that like it goes beyond that. Like, oh, cool, it's an Asian thing. Like, you get like so many people that are like honestly and very genuinely interested in being like, oh, like what does this tradition mean, and like where does it stem from? The etymology of these certain words. And so it's a, it's a nice opportunity to share our culture with, you know, like everyone else. And uh, and so in that same uh, theme of, of sharing, uh, we're going to share with you the six taboos that you need to avoid during Lunar New Year. Because we want to make sure that you come out of this experience uh, very lucky, very rich, and 
very tall if possible. <laughs> and like, you know, like while it's traditionally like a time to, like for people to and friends to gather and, you know, observe the start of a new year within like the Asian culture and the Asian traditions, like there are also people and families who also think and, you know, believe in sort of like these superstitions, like these taboos that they try their best to uphold and avoid. I mean, or, not, or avoid, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely true, but I mean, like, we're not... We haven't really escaped that. Like, I'm drinking red wine now because it's New Year's and red is a lucky color. So Yeah, I'm wearing red right now, like, because I'm like, oh my god, it's like New Year's, it's New Year's Eve. You know, I gotta, you know... But you're drinking white wine! I was drinking red earlier. Yes, yes, but mm, clearly you're not being very lucky right now. I just... <laughs> That's 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 a whole different story. Red wine, lucky New Year. Put it in the books. But you know what? If you want to become unlucky, or you want to want to drink avoid... white wine like Yasha. <laughs> so one thing to avoid in terms of these taboos is to like not to don't sweep up or take out the garbage. Because apparently, when that happens, uh, all the when the New Year happens, your house is just blessed with all this luck, and it's you know luck. It's not very sticky. It takes time to like embed itself in your home. And so like in the first two days, it hasn't fully embedded yet. So if you like sweep up and take out the garbage, then like all the luck goes with it. It hasn't embedded itself in, in your floors yet. So in the first couple of days uh, during New Year's, don't sweep. Don't take out the garbage. Yeah, because it's like apparently like traditionally like the house owner will like start sweeping from the outside before moving inside because doing that is said to bring wealth into the family. Wait, so you're allowed to sweep or you're not allowed to sweep? Well, that's like that's like tradition, right? Like I, I don't I don't know. My like my family's my like my family doesn't believe in any of these superstitions, uh-huh. right? What about Roombas? They're not really sweeping things out, they're just kind of collecting it. Or like vacuum cleaners. Luck is still there in your house. It's just in a vacuum bag. Well, I don't know about like modern day like <laughs> nowadays, but like in terms of tradition, you don't have Roombas or vacuum cleaners. I'm back just then. saying, I can see like a very traditional Asian family. Like the dad is just like, because the Roomba's on like, I don't know, like a, a pre programmed, like, oh, it's 12 o'clock, time to clean the house. And then like it's like New Year's, and it just beep, 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 kind of comes out, and the one Asian dad is like, oh my god, stop the Roomba! Well, actually, actually, in terms of. <laughs> god damn. But like in terms of uh, the sweeping, sorry, in terms of like, sweeping. Um, you have to do it before Lunar New Year, not on or during. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's like on new Lunar New Year and then the Roomba comes out and the dad just like picks up like a, like a, I don't know, a butcher knife and just like ninja throws it into the Roomba. It's like, no sweeping, no sweeping for you. <laughs> but that's all like, in terms of like, you know, <laughs> bringing wealth or like clearing the redundancies or like getting rid of the bad luck, you have to do it before. You cannot do it during. Well, yeah, because it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no, I'm a no, funny like, real. No, however, however, though, however, uh-huh, uh-huh. on the first day of Lunar New Year, sweeping and throwing out the garbage is a taboo uh, only because, like, it symbolizes, like, sweeping away, like, money, dumping out good fortune. Uh, like, even, like, after New Year's, mm-hmm. go back to doing your what you yeah, That's fine, because the yeah, luck has like, already embedded itself in your floorboards. Exactly, so like, you can clean and wash and do whatever you will, you know, do after. Okay, okay. So another one is, I mean, washing, right? The sweeping, washing, same thing. Don't wash your hair or clothes. I mean, I feel like New Year's is just a very stinky time. 
I mean, you're eating a lot, you're partying, people are sweating, and they're like, oh no, I can't wash my hair or my clothes. That's it's lucky. You know, I can't do that. Because like uh, in the lunar in lunar new year, like the first two days of lunar new year uh-huh. is the birth- is the birthday of the water god. There's a water god? Apparently there's a water god. Okay, we're learning new things today <laughs> at the same time as you guys. So, like, this is new So, um, because there's a water god and the first two days is the celebration of his birthday, it's believed that the god would be offended if people washed their clothes or their hair, thus bringing bad luck during the year ahead. Okay, water god, do not piss off Poseidon. <laughs> Well, that's a Greek god. Like, like a water, like an Asian Poseidon. Poseidon. <laughs> Do not yes. piss off Poseidon. <laughs> I love it. Let's just like, any word you come up with, just say it with an Asian accent yeah, and it becomes beca- Asian. Be- yeah, because Poseidon is like the Greek one. Like, Poseidon, great king of the sea. But then Poseidon is the Asian water god for the New Year's. So yeah. Another one would be... Don't break tools or equipment. So the, one of the cool things about uh, Lunar New Year is they say whatever you do on that day is repeated every single day for every year. So like if someone like, you know, uh, does something nice for you or you do something nice for them or something lucky happens, then like that's going to happen every single day for the whole year. You just have to be good and nice and lucky for that one day and then this like this whole thing kind of self-propagates. Which is kind of cool. And oh. I guess to, in that degree, don't break tools or don't break equipment because then every day of the year as it keeps going, you're just going to break shit. Like a lot of it. <laughs> okay, Yasha, what's, what's the next one? Uh, the next one is, oh, yeah, you, you, you need this one. Yo, fuck that shit. <laughs> don't say "Quote unquote bad words." That's perception. What if, if uh, shit is just a very normal? It is a description of fecal matter to me right now. So, so um, you know, Not words with bad. negative meaning are banned in daily conversations, especially during Lunar New Year, uh, because they believe that the gods are sensitive to what people say, and careless talk can lead to trouble. I'm just gonna be quiet for the next two days. So, like, easier. you know how, like, some there, you know how, like, how there's numbers and some words that are very negative in terms of like uh, the meaning behind it. So, yeah, like some common examples are like, you know, death, the ghost, number four. Yeah, the number four. Yeah. Uh, poor, tragic, pain. I mean, you know, you know why number four is like, um, is like unlucky though, right? Uh, I I keep hearing different uh, variations, but okay, so. The, the version I know is because uh, in Mandarin, the number four is tsu. Right. But it sounds super close to tsu, which is death. Right, right, so right. That's the one. That's the one I it's heard, like yeah. The number four is a, myth, a mispronunciation of death. And so like, they're like, I'll oh, just stay away from four. So wait, so just like how um, in like the Western culture, we don't have the thir- 13th floor. Yes. Do is it is there something similar like let's say in Asia? I mean, where... I, don't, I don't think I think they still have a fourth floor. They just you know, they don't. It's like uh, if you're picking on a license plate number, you don't want like number four. You want number eight. Yes. Because uh, eight is a lucky number because it sounds like wealth. Yeah. So like I, I know like one thing that you can control in terms of like numbers is like your phone number. Like you can get like a vanity number mm-hmm. and just like try to put as much eights as you can. Pretty much. <laughs> What's your phone number? Six one three eight eight eight. Eight 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 eight. <laughs> you still have to have your like error code though. <laughs> so <laughs> I know. Well, 
Unless you want to move to a place that has 18 no, Is there, like, yo, like, Sanchez, is there an area code that's 888? Um, oh, well, oh, toll free. Toll. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. So, what's your phone number? It's a, it's a toll free <laughs> Hey, you know, no cell phones. Just get a toll free number. You know what? If, if Asian people are willing to go this far for like a vanity number, I, I can see them getting a toll free number. That's a thing. <laughs> it may be me. It's like, that's a, I'm like, part of me like knew that, but then part of me was like, I kind of wanted to search it anyways. Like, one triple eight, triple eight, quadruple eight. I mean, honest. No, but the thing is, like, I didn't think of that. <laughs> I, I totally like, forgot I about that. I wonder what it is. <laughs> Like, I actually thought, like, an actual city had that, too. I thought so, too. I thought so, too. But it's not. Like, and then all those toll-free numbers would just be based on that city. That's true. Second to last is, like, don't wear black and white clothing. Yeah. I've, I've never heard of that one. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of weird because it's, like, so in uh, North American culture and, like, Western culture, then, like, wearing black is a sign of death. Oh, right. Right? So that's not good. Uh, but then in Asian culture, wearing white clothes is a sign of death. So, like, I think they're just covering their bases. So it's like, you know what? We don't know which one represents death. Let's just not wear either of them. Let's wear, like, you know, pastels and, like, crazy colors and, like, like shiny metallic uh, rose gold attire. Well, that's why, like, during Lunar New Year, like, red and uh, yellow and gold are, like, so majorly used because exactly. it's a, it's so it's like bright colors like red you know you will see that like during festivals during weddings and it symbolizes like good health success popularity good wine good sure good <laughs> wine <dude. laughs> like if, if i'm wearing a white shirt I'm, 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 no i'm wearing a red shirt you're wearing a red shirt you're and drinking it says, white wine oh, god damn it you in the right white white uh, white wine but, okay, so, uh, like, yellow uh, is also most important from, like, an ancient perspective. Uh-huh. Um, it represents something like the emperor or power or royalty. Or the sun. Or, or the sun. And then, um, then you've got green, which is obviously the color of wealth, money, 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 uh, fertility, harmony, uh, nature. Uh, and it looks similar to Chinese jade, um, which is uh, known to be, like... A, almost like a sponge for bad luck so like essentially you wear like a jade pendant or like a jade bracelet or a jade ring and it like sucks up all the bad luck in your vicinity and kind of like contains it for you so uh yeah green is good yeah like because it looks like jade sorry continue. no no <laughs> um no like i, I agree like because like, i always see my grandmother like wearing some sort of jade mm-hmm. like she has like those jade bracelets that i don't even know how they come off yeah, yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. It's like a band. It's like, it's not a clasp. Like, it, there's no, it's one solid piece of jade. And, like, it's not, like, super big because it, like, it doesn't fall off. And, like, the your normal hand can, like, stop it. But, like, I've seen my aunt, like, squish her hand to get it through. And then I'm just like, and then it just will never come off. Yeah, like, I always question because, like, you can't take it off. It's not like one of those things where you can, like, twist and turn and, and it'll come off. It's just, like, there. It's, it's not it's like stone, a watch. It's a stone ring. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's, it's like wearing a ring, but then, like, later on, like, your finger gets big and you can't take it off. Yeah, my aunt got kind of fat after that. And then, like, I'm like, you're never getting that off unless you, like, break it. She's like, I would never break this. I'm like, 
yeah, but you're never getting that off. And then she's like, yeah, that's true. I'm just going to have to live with it for the rest of my life. Which is cool. I get, like, I get it. It looks very nice. And if it, you know, sponges up bad luck, then, like, you know, never take it off. But, damn. But, like, you know, like, the things that people would go through just to not get bad luck during, like, Lunar New Year or during just life in general. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the next one, this last one, would be more generalized towards the kids. Yeah, I cry sometimes. <laughs> so number six. Is don't cry. Don't cry. Keeping the peace is important. Uh, you know, you want to have a smooth path during the year. Like, crying is believed to bring illness and bad luck to the family. Exactly. And, I mean, like we had said before, if you cry on... You know, the days of New Year's, or the first or second, or really just like the week of New Year's, you're going to be crying the whole year. So, maybe don't cry. So then, you know, if you don't cry, you maintain harmony and peace, and that's important for people, like, for people who are, like, very traditional, who are, like, really into these superstitions. It's very important during, like, Lunar New Year, because, you know, start of the New Year, and just, yeah, pretty much it. I guess. I mean, okay, here. Better question, though. Okay. Go Hi. for it. Is this your year? Like, is this going to be a good year for you? I think you said you were an ox, right? Yeah, I'm year of the ox. Yeah. So, is it a good year for you? Um, I don't know. But, like, uh, for example, like, the year of the ox, uh, my year, I'm usually compatible with, like, rat, snake, and rooster. Okay. So, this year, as a rat year, is probably going to be a good year for you. Probably. Yeah. I mean, okay, so I've always kind of like, I've always like been interested in the fact that like these uh, horoscopes come with like a description of your personality and like part of me is like, I think it describes me, but I feel like they might also be written that way so that, you know, when you read it, you're like, oh my God, that's totally me. But even though it's like super vague, but like does yours, do you think yours actually describes you? Um... In terms of, like, the Year of the Ox, like, the personality and characteristic of it, uh, according to, like, ChineseNewYear.net. Like, the mo- like, I literally just searched it up, and it was just, like, ChineseNewYear.net, Zodiac. Um, so, oxes are honest and earnest. Uh, they are low-key and never look for praise or to be the center of attention. Uh, they often hide their talent, but they'll gain recognition through their hard work. That's actually, that sounds I, like It you. sounds like me so far. Yeah. Like, I'm very, I'm very shy. Like, I, I like... I rather put in a lot of hard work and make sure people re- like see like all this hard work that I've yeah, but you're like you're talented, but you like don't tell people that I don't. So people are like, oh, so who who made this? I'm like, oh, Yasher did, and they'll be like, no, Yasher, really? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like he has his own company and stuff, and I'll and they'll just be like, oh, totally didn't know that. <laughs> but anyway, so you know, rarely losing your temper, they think logically and make great leaders. The great leader part, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, I mean, he leads the podcast think, pretty well. Uh, but I do think logically. I always oh. do think logically. I'm like, what is the best case scenario? Like, I would not... Like, sometimes I would yellow and be like, let's just do it. But then part of me is like, I think of, like, pl- like the plan of how it will go. And, like, think of it in, like, how things would be. As, as opposed to me, who, like, lives life in a YOLO format. You live life off the edge. You just go for it. <laughs> like, you see something, you just, you're just you gone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you see something that you're interested in or that you feel is a good uh, opportunity for you, 
like opportunities don't come very often. So you kind of want to like be able to just snatch it up. And so like, you know, if it shows up and it's something that you're interested in, go for it. Yeah. So like, okay. So like, what about you? So like you are the year of the dragon. Yes. And I, see, and see, I was right. See, like same website. Um, so as the dragon is the fifth of all Zodiac animals and the same myth about the Jade Emperor uh, said that the order would be declared by the order in which they arrived at the party. Everyone expected the powerful dragon to arrive early on. However, he came after the rat, the ox, the tiger, and the rabbit. Well, technically, so the story says that, like, he, I think he, based on what it's showing here, it looks like he came in last position. And then, like, the Jade Emperor was like, oh, hey, bro, kudos for you for like saving that village and like he's like you, you had the fifth position because you know what you were a good guy <laughs> you were a good guy because <laughs> it sounds honestly like he just like he didn't even complete the race he just kind of stopped and helped his village which was kind of cool but I mean you know strong independent figures but they yearn for support and love I mean, I'm kind of needy so I guess that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you you have the same compatibility in terms of you know the year of the rat as well, as I do. So maybe this year will be a good year. Uh, who yeah. knows? Yeah. Dragons are most compatible with uh, rooster, monkey, and rat. They have a, a best direction? Oh, huh. yeah. Directions of auspiciousness, direction of wealth, and directions of love. Okay, so auspiciousness is like just good luck, right? Yes. Yes. So... This is like the feng shui of, of oh, The everything. feng shui of everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like if, if you want, like if you want like good luck, you have to face things southwest. Southwest! <laughs> and then if you want, like, wealth, then you have to face directions, like, anywhere between, like, north to northwest. I gotcha. And then you want directions of love, you face everything, like, west. Like, what, like, having your bed face I think so. If you're, you're facing west, or the, the you're, like, um, the head headboard of your bed is uh, facing west, or not facing west, is, like, pointed west, then, like, it's, like, a good direction, depending on your, like, zodiac sign. And, like, um, even, like, with the feng shui, it's, like, you're not supposed to face your bed towards the door. I mean, I kind of like doing that because it makes it really easy for me to go from my door to my bed. <laughs> like, I just, like, walk in and, and an app, right? So... But, like, these are things that I hear, like, you know, people believe them, and, uh, actually, now that I'm curious... In terms of you, so like for me, the auspiciousness direction would be east and southeast. Uh-huh. Uh, the direction of wealth would be northwest. Okay. Uh, which is the same as yours. Like you're also northwest. I'm also northwest. Uh-huh. Uh, in terms of you, your auspiciousness is southwest, but I'm the opposite. I'm southeast. It's all good. All good. Uh, and my direction of love is south. Who's in the house? South's, South's in the house. house. Shout out to everyone who's in uh, the South in terms of UPSA and all that. I mean, it's good too. Uh, ooh, but you shouldn't be wearing red. What? But unlucky. Lily, it says unlucky things. I know. Colors it red. Make sense. Yo, I should not color. have been like roasting you about not drinking red wine. You are good to not drink red wine. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm wearing red. Voltage. <laughs> That's all you, my friend. That's all you. Oh, hey, look. I'm wearing gray. Well, I know you're wearing gray, but your unlucky thing is white. Yeah, so I don't wear... I'm drinking red wine. Go. Don't get that <laughs> away from me, man. <laughs> um, like, unlucky things for you. Your color, it, you should not be wearing white. Uh, your unlucky numbers are like four and nine. Yeah, that's pretty bad. 
minus three and six. Red and brown, I should not be wearing. Or I should not be, you know, anything associated with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. My favorite color is blue. My lucky thing is blue. My favorite color is green and yellow. Uh, but, I mean, yellow's close to gold, so yours is, like, gold, silver, gray. I, I guess so. I guess so. I, like, I don't like gold, but I like yellow. I think it's, like, a very bright color. You don't like gold. Like, yeah. Gold's a nice color. I don't like the color gold. I think it's, you know, it's too flashy, you know? Like, yellow is, like, nice. It's bright, but it's not, like, shiny. Matte. Go- yellow is matte gold. That's what it is. Yellow is matte gold. It's, like, matte gold. Okay. Oh, one thing. So one thing I love about like you know uh, Lunar New Year tradition is the money. Oh, that's right. So in Vietnamese we call it, like the red envelope. We call it lisi. And then in Chinese it's hong bao. Oh, I thought it'd be something similar. It probably is. Maybe I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh no, you're no, you're right. You're right. Oh, <laughs> you're right. hong bao. Um, Watuela. <laughs> but something that I've noticed. Uh, when you're a kid, mm-hmm. and I've noticed this on Facebook with the subtle Asian traits, mm-hmm. when it comes to the red envelopes, where adults give these to the children in exchange for New Year greetings, uh-huh. we receive them from like our parents, our grandparents, aunts, relatives, and all that. Mm-hmm. But where does the money usually go when you're a kid? My piggy bank. Really. I mean, my mom has access to my piggy bank, but it's well, still does my it, piggy so bank. Does your mom? Does your mom usually be like, "Here, let me hold it for you"? I mean, she holds, she puts it in the piggy bank, but she holds on to the piggy bank. Yeah. <laughs> my question is, have you ever, ever gotten your lunar new year money ever? I mean, I mean, my mom will buy stuff, and I think it kind of goes to the, like. If I got twenty dollars and my brother got twenty dollars, then my mom just got forty dollars. Right? Yeah, because I've seen it on social media. I'm like, I've never, like, I, I didn't think it was that relatable. Like, okay, yeah, you you know, this one tradition where you get money. Yeah, but honestly, like, in, like, big families, it pretty much evens all out, right? So, like, if you gave out 40 bucks, you're probably getting 40 bucks back. So, you know, it makes sense. Also, fun fact that I did not know until very recently it's not about age where you give about money. It's about your marital status. Yes. Yeah. I, I knew about that too. So like... Stay single. <laughs> stay single. Don't spend money. <laughs> you can be 40 years old and you'll still be receiving those red envelopes. Hey, there we go. Rates. There we go. But then as soon as Please. you get married, now you're obligated to give red envelopes to people. To like your nephews, your nieces. To literally anyone who isn't married. Or... No. Uh, but I, I believe... I thought it was also like... To people younger than you too, mostly. No, 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 no. I mean, like, essentially, you give red envelopes to anyone who's unmarried in the family. So, like, um. if you have an uncle that just like never got married or something, like he's literally he just starts. He gets all Retirement that res- money, that residual income every year. <laughs> income <laughs> tax. He's got, he's got nephews and nieces that get married. Boom, residual income. So, with that being said. Uh, both of us, we would like to wish everyone a happy Lunar New Year. You know, make sure you get all the red lucky monies, eat all the food, celebrate with your family. And you know what? Just enjoy Lunar New Year the way it's supposed to be enjoyed. Yeah, just, you know, get your uh, your yearly dose of Asian, uh, get lots of hugs, get lots of dough, and really just... Be lucky. Enjoy yourself and... Uh, we, we hope uh, you guys have a, an amazing year. 
yeah, so best of luck uh, from both Calva and I. And uh, as always, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We are on there at Chat Time Podcast. We're also on all major podcast platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, make sure you subscribe and rate five stars. You know, it keeps us going. It keeps us, you know, talking about these things with everyone, makes us come up with new topics, and, you know, just motivates us to be more stupid and uh, eccentric to everyone. Yeah, yeah. We would we tend to enjoy being stupid and, and eccentric. So <laughs> please continue to support our, our, our stupidity and eccentricity. And we're always happy to have people who are, like, wanting to share their stories, uh, you know, of their past or how they became to be where they are today. I thought you were going to say, like, how they came to be Asian. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. No, not how to become Asian, but like maybe their like life story of how they came to be from, you know, growing up being in a Asian household, but growing up differently than the norm. You know, a lot of people they want to be doctors or all that. You know, that that's what our parents want. Yeah. So basically, if you have stories of your Asian experience. Please reach out to Jot Time Podcast or me or Yasher. We'd love to have you tell your story. Because really, at the end of the day, it's all about your story, right? Right. And, you know, you guys, you know, it's, it's best to have a platform to be able to share this all with. So, with that being said... Thank you, and good night. All right, bye. See you better.